Michael S. Kelly, Jim Dwyer, Carl Eddie and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people person's paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people person's paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people person's paper podcast. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Welcome to the People Person's Paper Podcast. My name is Hilton Price, and with me, as always, is my co-host Brian Sittler. Hello, Hilton. Welcome back. It's great to be here. It is great to be here. Hilton, Hilton, Bill Bilton. Hanging out, spending a day in the Scranton, man. Pennsylvania. Banana fan of Hilton. Sittler, Bittler, Mo Mittler. Me, my Mo Milton. Hilton. Mo Mittler. <laughs> and with us, we've got um, uh, Brittany, Bitney, Bo Bit. Nope, not going to do it. Comedian oh. Brittany yeah. Daniels is with us. <laughs> Good luck with that Hello. one. Hello. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for Glad coming. to be here. We're happy yeah. to have you. Well, you Thank came you. over and we hung out and watched uh, episode 11 of season two of The Office, Booze Cruise. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the People, Persons, Paper podcast, we're going chronologically every episode of the show, uh, learning more about our favorite characters and when the relationships that made the show a hit started and how they developed and, and just sort of seeing how the show went as it went through its nine seasons of insanity. Believe that. So, And this one was a good one um, with good a one. lot of development, character development and some weirdness. We get to see Michael in a whole weird light. We've we had him, we we had him proving himself as a salesman a couple episodes back at Chili's with Jan and uh, the head of Lackawanna County. We had him, Tim Meadows, exactly. (laughs) We had him showing himself off shamefully as the the angry, uh, manipulative, selfish curmudgeon on the Christmas episode, and now we've got him really just willing to embarrass himself to try and get his employees on board in any way possible to show himself as a leader. Yeah, it's, it's more buffoonery uh, than prickishness. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of, I, I, that's what I immediately picked up on this one, because the last one was him just being a complete dick. Yeah. And in this one, it's more of like, he's just trying to get everybody in on his fun, motivational speech, and trying to buy into his ideas, and trying to get everyone to love him like he normally kind of does. Exactly, but um, but not being so much of a prick, just playing, you know, hamming it up pretty much, as much as he does. Yeah. So I I, I I I like that Michael better personally. What I found interesting is that he's aware of how much he is messing up, but he doesn't do anything about it. He just keeps messing up no matter what. And that's yeah. really been him is the mm-hmm. digging himself deeper to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. And he he doesn't uh, miss a beat. Um, he just keeps going and going as as he messes up something like he'll tell a flat out lie right out to everybody like at the mm-hmm. end when he's when he's trying to well when we get to when he's one up in Captain Jack we'll get to Captain Jack oh, yeah. in a while you know he'll he'll say whatever he can just you, to appear that scene where he official. says I'm your party captain too and Jack keeps trying to silence him yes and he just keeps spitting out one more line well you're gonna be partying you're gonna need your dancing shoes you know <laughs> we're gonna rock it yeah he just won't stop going further and further and further to try he and ends up get, being the one that gets the lesson on leadership yeah exactly he, he, yes exactly he he's He's trying to take, you know, the ideas of Tony Robbins and incorporate them into his <laughs> own uh, oh. motivational like, seminar. Like he wants to be that character that is so respected as a leader that he can be a paid speaker. But he right. has none of the material one would need for it. Not the material, not the temperament. Yeah. Not the, um, not any of it, really. Just because he is the manager, he should be respected as a, a leadership speaker. Right. He just, know? he thinks so. He well, because he's also, he's spouting off bullshit, more or less. He's not being himself, really. He is being himself, but he's not, he's not talking from the heart. Which You're is right. Makes, which is what makes the ending to this episode one of my favorites. 
because he's completely once Jim comes around and is just you know he 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 lets it out right to him about his feelings for Pam, and mm-hmm. then Michael just goes off uh, with speaks from the heart, and completely says, from the heart, right? Yeah. And that is the best part of this this episode, and what kind of takes it to the next level, and and really develops him and Jim's care or uh, relationship, I think, going forward. Yeah, um, to that next, um, you know, there 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 is a future there as much of a buffoon jackass as he is. Yeah, but. <laughs> That's what really gets me in the end on this one. That he lo- really, he really does go on a 180 in the whole episode, and I found it interesting how they started with him. He is talking to Stanley Banley, Bo Banley, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, <laughs> he's already in the first scene. He's already trying to establish like his dominance in that because he keeps interrupting Stanley. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool, and even how they started the whole episode with um, the prank on Dwight. Yeah, um, yeah. One that we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. Kind of more of the dickish uh, Jim and Pam. It really parade. was. Yeah, but I it was also, think. it started with Jim and Pam. Like, it does. And they're, it's they're, so interesting yeah, that. They're teaming up. Mm-hmm. Well, in that episode, too, uh, before Roy asks uh, about, I guess, re-proposes to her, essentially, no. mm-hmm. Jim and Pam are a little team there. She's mocking Katie's cheer yeah. call. Yeah. You know, they're having yeah. those little moments together um, when Roy wants to do another um, snorkel shot. Snorkel shot. Pam goes outside to talk with Jim about it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, she... Yeah. So until Roy really asserts himself as the with Pam character, Jim and her are connecting all night long. Oh, they do. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's just too bad they have to have the most awkward moment of their relationship so far out there on the, you know... Well, he's freezing. clearly mm-hmm. about to say something. And, and yeah. we got to remember, this is after the Christmas show where he took the card back. Mm-hmm. He had a mm-hmm. card he was going to give to her, and which said God knows what. He's been wrestling with talking to her and revealing his true feelings How for he a couple of episodes For now. a couple of so. mm-hmm. and, and I think I was watching it, and I was thinking, wow, this is... That uncomfortable silence, that would have been a great time to pull out that card and just give it to Pam and say, oh, I forgot to give you this at Christmas. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. kind of yeah. wonder. But, you know, he's not thinking that far. He's there, he's there with another girl. I kind of wonder, did he really think something was going to happen with Purse Girl Katie? That's true. Yeah. I mean, oh, he no. I think he was just a trophy kind of thing. Definitely ca- trying to replace her. Do you know that she kind of looks like Pam? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah she uh, looks yeah. almost exactly like Pam. Michael calls it in she, that episode, calls her Pam 2.0. Oh, yes, right. that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's true. I I think that awkward moment outside. I think he probably didn't even need to say something. I think they no. both knew. I yeah. think that's why she I says think, she's yeah. cold. Yeah. Wants yeah. To go in. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, she has kind of has a little look of horror in her eyes. Like mm-hmm. that, she realizes something's not. Yeah. You know, something's going on. Even here. if she didn't know, she knows they're close. She, yeah. you know, yeah. I, and I think I, I I think that's not uncommon for women when they get a closeness with a male friend to have to worry mm-hmm. if it's going to go beyond that in, in their eyes if it's not in yeah. theirs you know that's right. that's right. why you get mm-hmm. stuff like memes about the friend zone and that other kind of nonsense is because there is always that kind of question of uh, boundaries and, and, and where where the line is drawn. What are we? What are we doing? Yeah. 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 That's so. what he's definitely thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. How can he, well, he, he... He's reached his just limit of um, uncomfortable silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to tran- to translate or not... not uh, transition? Transition. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He can't transition, so she kind of... Sa- she sort of saves him a little bit and gives mm-hmm. him an out and goes yeah. back in. Which, you know... And, and, and herself, too, because she knows she's there with her fiancé. Mm-hmm. He's there with a date. They mm-hmm. are just co-workers. Yeah, it wasn't know. the time. Yeah. It really wasn't. And Jim sort of is a... Uh, he really... 
he kind of sabotages his own existence in this one and makes mm-hmm. it much harder for himself. And when you're tw- in your 20s, I think, heck, when you're 30s or 40s, you make stupid decisions. Yeah. But, you know, you're confined on a boat. You're supposed to be having a good time. But, oh, yeah, I'm just going to break up with you now. Because mm-hmm. he just yeah. realizes, okay, I don't know. Let's just break up. Oh, God. Well, he, yeah. You know, what a, he, what at least a, he finally what, said something. Like, yeah. he wasn't saying yeah. anything to Pam. But yeah. then with her, it was just like, no. Like, he yeah. finally verbalized something that, you know, he was actually feeling. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he didn't do it in the best way he could have. But he did no. say it. He was a dick. <laughs> yeah. He was a definite yeah. dick about and that's, it. And but that's but me being really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, is, is he's... He's getting to a point where he wants to be real about what his feelings are. He's getting frustrated with putting up this facade. Yeah. It's all going to come to a head in just a few episodes of the Christmas episode, or not Christmas, the end of the season in Casino Casino. Night, where he's going to actually say something to her. But sure enough, there we know she's going to reject him there. And Mm. that's the same mentality we have here, where she's doesn't want him to say that. If no. that's a thing, if that's an issue, she she, she doesn't have an out for that right now. She no. is engaged. She technically yeah. is involved with her fiance. And who yeah. hasn't right. been in a relationship and wanted to commit to that relationship? That's not bad. We can't hate no. Pam for this. No. This is awesome. Yeah. I mean, know? and on the surface, it's a, it's a great thing that Roy finally st- stepped up and yeah. made a, made, you know, on the surface, he made a date and he yeah. was going to do it. I wish it wouldn't have taken Captain Jack and alcohol. And alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the best laid plan. <laughs> this is not good. Right. Yeah. It, it, it should never need that. Like, no. it should just be, you know, like Jim didn't need any alcohol or Captain Jack to break up with uh, no. Amy Katie. Adams. Yeah. What's yeah. her name? What's her real name? Uh, Katie. Not her real name. That is her real name. Katie. <laughs> Katie. Her real yeah. name in Scranton. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. Scranton. Pam lore. 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, Pam 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she though he didn't need that. He won't he won't need that when he asked Pam to marry him yeah. in, in three more seasons, you no. know, and no. but Roy's a different character. But honestly, you know, I mean, did you guys need to end up with your high school sweethearts? No. No. Mm-hmm. You know, same here. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a reason <laughs> why most of us don't marry that person. You I know? mean, love you those who can make it, but yeah, for yeah. the most part, More props, yeah. you know, props to you, but the percentages but are kind of not in your me. favor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those two were definitely not... Um, I kind of wonder about... They, I kind of wonder... Like, I love it when they're talking about... when. Roy is talking to Katie, like, oh, what school did you go to? Yeah. And they talk about, and then he kind of digs on Pam, saying, yeah, she was an artsy-fartsy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the funny thing about Katie is it's very subtle, but she digs at Pam several times in this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she like, does. she's because when he talks about her high turtlenecks, and she's like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when they're talking, and she's like, how did you? How did you? So you're engaged. I wish I could be engaged. How did you? How did you do that? Or how did you hook that up? Yeah, like how, or how did you? It you was know? really insulting yeah. almost. Yeah, like, yeah, it really, it really was. Yeah, it what's really so was. special about you? Yeah, yeah. like how yeah. did you? How on earth did you do that? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have felt that way. Like you see someone that, yeah. you know, is totally different from you, and they have something you want. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But still, it was. Very mean of her. It is very yeah. yes, and then I mean maybe if it's even mis- just misplaced and she's maybe. not consciously doing it, still it it would sting, especially mm-hmm. for somebody who's been in engagement yeah. for three years. Well, yeah. what's great is though is now this is her is this her third appearance in an episode? Yeah, third and final. Goodbye, Amy Adams. And she, th- they have managed to make her a recurring character and make us not have any connection to her at all. Right. Yeah. As viewers, we are so perfectly fine with her disappearing. You know. Right. Right. I, I would have been a little surprised to see because because she wasn't at Jim's barbecue. Yeah. 
yeah. had previously a couple episodes back. And when Ryan asked about calling her, yeah. nevertheless. It was almost like, okay, well, Jim just... And, and she even asked him, like, why did you ask me here tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen the, the build-up to that. Yeah. Um, I wonder... I would have almost wondered if, like, that... Those episodes were shot out of order, with the barbecue maybe being planned for later in the season. Yeah. So because that's that's uh, that one with the with him them not together anymore makes a little bit more sense. It kind of does because mm-hmm. it sort of seems like they're on the outs. Yeah. But she shows up at the booze cruise. But but who knows? You know. I don't know. I, they, but they're really the whole Pam, Jim, Roy, and Katie. It's kind of more at the heart of this episode. I think it's mm-hmm. more pivotal than. Other than the fact that Michael and Jim do make a connection there at the end. Well, and it really all sets that up. It does. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim's story lends perfectly into Michael's advice. Michael with that never, ever, ever give up and that, that, that stare down he's given Jim in that line read. I mean, he just, you're seeing Michael at his most emotionally raw there. You, you know? are. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. And there's a lot of layers there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't normally uh, get that, you know. Exactly. But when you're in the brig and when you're uh, uh, zip tied, your hands together. Oh, I uh, forgot he was zip tied. Zip tied. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. I was um, on my phone as usual today, and I came across an article about how to get out of having your hands zip tied. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Like, of course. Okay, man. I just watch this episode. That's perfect. If only Michael had known. <laughs> if only he had known. <laughs> but then it. But I was like, that wouldn't have worked because anyone had gotten out. Then he would have gotten out, and then. I don't uh, think he would have succeeded him. getting out of it. I think he no. would have read. He probably would have skimmed the article. Yeah. And then <laughs> oh yeah. No. <laughs> no. Cut the skin on his hands real bad or something. Exactly. You know? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. This is the this is the same guy who likes to look at icicles underneath. Yeah. <laughs> by standing directly <laughs> by standing under them. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> but with um with we got to say that uh, Dwight doesn't get much time in this episode, but he does have one of the all time moments of <sighs> getting to steer the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he thinks. Still very classically Dwight. It is. But 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 Captain Jack, he, he, he sees Dwight, he immediately targets in and knows exactly how to deal with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because he just sees he's the big kid. He's the other big kid. Hey, do you want to want to steer the boat? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I love the little moment of Dwight's just like his his face is <laughs> so does. That's exactly what he wants. Oh, oh, and he wants to, uh previous to that, you know, he did want to hold Captain Jack's big stick. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Which they yep. brilliantly from episode to episode, they're making Dwight, having Dwight in homoerotic uh, situations where he's implied that he might be gay or is that, you know, he's not, but. Yeah, but where he automatically assumes that role. You know, you a know? man mm-hmm. is supposed to, you know, when Kelly kisses him and he said, oh, a man's supposed to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and you can be like, no, no, no. You were just out of your, you know, we know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, well, but, I love how Meredith is also very eager to hold Captain Jack's big stick. And course. sure enough, they connect later. Of course mm-hmm. they do. You know, right when Michael's telling everyone that the boat is sinking and they're all going to drown. They need to wrap their heads around this. <laughs> I kind of thought that Captain Jack was a, a stripper at first. Did oh. you guys? Because when he started, like, leading the party, he, he kind of talked like a... Like a stripper would, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I could, I could, yeah. When I first saw the episode, I was like, "Is he about to?" Like when he's like, "I'm also your party captain." Did Michael really screw this up? Like, Rob Rob Riggle could have done that. Yeah, he could. He would have been all right. I I like to see the uh, the Daily Show host uh, hosts get back together because they were him and Steve Carell were both on the show. Yeah, and this is uh, kind of a meeting up of the uh, minds and. 
Yep, and uh, Rob Riggle, all uh, fantastic on this, and then uh, he's also got a good recurring role in Thirty Rock for a couple episodes, right. so which is ex, worth checking out. Ex Marine, ex Marine, yeah, 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 he is actually military, which is well, funny. Retired, when he, retired Marine. When he talks about being a uh, patrol boat captain, patrol, yeah, yeah, he was hardcore, and he really has all, of, and that's the way they set up. He really has all of the um, leadership qualities that Michael could never have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, you know, tears Michael's presentation apart. Well, which is great. Not, about it. Was not, there ever actually a presentation? That's a great point. Well, and <laughs> I think that was he it. wouldn't let there win, be one. Yeah. Well, and I absolutely, you know, tell me if you don't think it's the same, but I think he he absolutely planned on improvising it the whole damn time. Yeah. You know, at no besides the whole leadership metaphor that he had in his mm-hmm. head, he had nothing. And you know. the Tony Robbins. Yeah. Uh, ideas. Yes. What he learned in the yeah, show <laughs> previewing the Tony Robbins seminar. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't buy it. Yeah. Because that's just too much, you know. That's the thing. He ends up, his cheapskatedness gets him into trouble because they're going on a cruise in January. Mm-hmm. He can't buy the whole program. The whole Tony Robbins whole Tony thing, Robbins yeah. program. So he has to improvise. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not buying Kelly a bathing suit. Not buying Kelly <laughs> yeah, a bathing suit. Yeah, it's not back, yeah. We should note that Kelly is basically full-on Kelly she but is, yeah. She's mm-hmm. basically full blown Kelly at this point. Because we've been watching the evolution of Kelly. Because yeah, she starts. She started off really different. Plain Jane. Al- like almost not real. She was not a real person. Well, it was like she... a conservative. She seemed almost like a school marm kind of mm-hmm. character. She could have been like a side character. Yeah. If she wasn't who she was, being Mindy Kaling and writing, and mm-hmm. she could have been just like another side character, almost that that appeared. Like any of the other side characters, ended up disappearing. Who disappeared, yeah. Like, like, well, and she had a bit yeah. of that matronly early Phyllis character as well. Yeah, she yeah. kind of dressed like Angela. Yeah, and, and yeah. Angela too. Yep. But Phyllis, of course, ended up being cha- evolving as both of a, a gossip and a bit of a, a, a true. I guess what a, uh, a promiscuous woman with her uh, husband, <laughs> where they'd have sex in weird places. You know, uh, they. Her, I, God bless her and Bob Vance for yeah Vance refrigeration. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. is that where? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God bless him for getting, you know, getting freaky deaky even at that age. Yeah. You know, I, you got, I, 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 uh, I applaud that. And what was, what was with Brenda from corporate? Now I read a little something that was funny because they said, well, where's Jan? Yeah. And, and someone was like, oh, well, yeah, Jan wants to be as far away from Michael as possible right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they had to have the corporate element there to chaperone Michael you know, keep an eye on Michael. And I love that. I actually, she doesn't do much, but she's actually pretty damn good. In she her is character. really good. She's, mm-hmm. she's like, almost like Jim in her looks to the camera. Yeah. Every time she, she, it's the same thing. And she's just so amused at what's happening around her. And, and it's funny because later on, Jim actually, I think she's the one Jim calls. Yeah. And leaves a voicemail leaves asking, voice, her out. asking her out. And, and then that, Kelly gives him grief yeah. about that. He just has to grow out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly does yep. not approve. Yeah, apparently that was taboo back then, or maybe it is taboo still. I'm not really sure. It but, is, but yeah, yeah I, I think. Yeah, it's not really the coolest thing in the yeah. world. Is I don't it? ask any yeah. girls out, but that sounds like it would be a bad way to do it. Yeah, I well, it, but she was sort of just there to, you know, be the be the stone cold corporate. Uh, you remember how in person. Jan two point Jan right. Yep. There you go. <laughs> in Don't tell Jan. Sexual yeah. harassment in season one. Um, 
Mr. Black is sent to Scranton because of something Michael did. I feel like there's an element of this where corporate sent someone to oversee some kind of process. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. They we couldn't. didn't. We didn't hear the explanation, but I definitely feel like there was like a because she's the one that prompts him on the boat. So are you going to start this soon? Oh yeah, yeah, right now. You know, here we go. You know. <laughs> oh, I started it back. Oh, at, I started uh, back there, with and the, then with the Gilligan thing, and then uh, yeah, back at the office, <laughs> and, the and, office then, and then, the then on the dock. You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> anytime I speak, that's Michael's idea of leadership. Is anytime he speaks, he's leading. You mm-hmm. know, you know, he was talking about leadership. Yeah, so that's so, it. I mean, that that counts, right? That works. That's yeah. enough. And he screwed himself, and again, back being to the cheapskate. He missed one minor little detail where not everybody on the boat was going to be from Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. There were other people on there. And I wondered about that. There were some people I'd never seen before, and I was like, is Dunder Mifflin bigger than I thought? Or Well, then Captain Jack makes that comment. He says, uh, your company's people are not the only ones on the ship tonight. Oh. Yeah. I totally missed that. Yeah. yeah Jack so tries to like get him to like recognize that like it's, it's just, not just it's him. Not but just you. Just sit back and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's yeah. not having it. No, he's not having it, and the power struggle is real, and from there on out, it's hardcore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did Ryan actually skip it? No, Ryan was there. We don't see him much once the boat he, loads. He was he yeah, he was um he's barely there. Yeah. Kevin is barely there too. Kevin has uh, Kevin didn't say a word Kevin, the whole thing. No, he didn't. He has the one little moment that I love at the start. Once is is when they're talking about what they're supposed to bring and they look right at Kevin and he's got this big pack of condoms just <laughs> laid out and he really just, he looks at the camera just the kevin smile yep <laughs> i didn't even notice it that's oh, awesome i hadn't noticed it i watched this what 50 times i hadn't noticed it either my favorite is at the end when there are people getting scared by michael's speech and someone's lifting up one of the seats and is going for the life preservers and kevin's like trying to point at him like um nope it's no, not no, no, you know it's not, yeah just don't listen to this guy it's just michael it's just michael being michael exactly <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> well, that's the way it goes. And one little funny uh, 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 note I remembered about this. So with the with Michael telling everybody the boat's sinking, it kind of echoes in the future with Dwight and his uh, fire safety test. Yeah. In the future. <laughs> Very much real world kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's how you get experience. And that's how you really learn stuff. Yeah. I wonder what did happen to that guy that jumped off. Got all wet instead Got of being inspired. <laughs> Did they say I hope. I hope. If he would have just listened, you know. Yeah. Who knows? But just waited and listened. (laughs) You know, Michael's got his own style, and right, they have to deal with it. And God, being on a boat with that guy for you're confined to that space. Mm -hmm. It's like it's cool that they took it outside the office. Yeah. Uh, That's one thing I do like about this episode. He got outside the office and got another space, and he got his employees drunk again. Technically, kind of like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when they seem to have the most fun. That's what he's learned is keeping them drunk keeping will them, work in his benefit. Keeping them drunk is the way to go. I don't think they drank at all in the first season, did they? No, I don't. I, I don't no. think it was. A, I yeah. thought in like the first Christmas party they had in the office, and but someone yeah, said that season no two. alcohol yeah. allowed. That's yeah. And then they had right. their next one. No, it's that same one because Toby really? says no alcohol mm-hmm. allowed. But later on, Michael goes to the store and buys these sixteen bottles of vodka to get okay. twenty people drunk. Yeah, okay. it's his last. It's his last. He's pissed everybody off so badly. That's his last resort. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the only way to okay. get him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't drink in the first one. All they drink is coffee yeah. and a hot girl. In the first one with oh, Amy yeah. Adams, it's a drug. It's quite literally a drug. <laughs> that speeds you up. <laughs> not the only drug that speeds you up. You hear <laughs> stories about Dunder Mifflin in the 80s. They could really move paper. Man, paper. Yeah. Oh, well, on that note of uh, days past, we should probably take a quick break and let our sponsors talk to you about the stuff they have for sale. But stick around, and we will be right back. All right. 
Today's show is brought to you by Thompson Cigar Company. Whether you're new to the hobby of cigars or a longtime aficionado, Thompson Cigar Company has a solution to all of your smoke needs. Since the day they were founded in 1915, making them the oldest mail-order cigar company in the country, they've always been devoted to delivering a massive selection of products covering all price ranges and tastes at a fraction of what a comparable brand would cost. To ensure that your cigars are always fresh and full of flavor, Thompson Cigar Company operates out of the largest inventory humidor in the United States. They also have over 200 trained professionals on hand and ready to provide personalized customer service and can answer any question you could ever have about cigars. Plus, because you listen to our podcasts here at Channel 4.5, we have an exclusive offer that will save you money. Click a link in the description of our show to receive one of three offers. One, purchase any cigars in their special cigar collection and your entire order ships free. Two, receive free shipping on any order over $99. Or, number three, save up to 73% when you purchase a five-pack of Fever Cigars. Shop Thompson Cigar to save money and support this show. Welcome back. You made an interesting point, Brittany, in that you went into this episode not quite thinking about where we were timeline-wise and, and assumed they were together. Yeah. Because yeah, of how Jim and Pam were acting. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Pam, was the way she was sitting was very lean towards him, and it looked like like a classic married Jim and Pam shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I totally thought, like, oh, this is, they finally... They finally did it. They finally got together well, at we, this point. We, so. we did get our first Jim and Pam co-talking head. We did. That was the mm-hmm. first one, wasn't it? Where the two of them were talking together about what was going on in the office that day. Yeah. They were talking about Michael's... Um, in that very. We weren't in the office much. Only in about two minutes in the, of the episode are we in the office. I know. They really just jump right on it. Yeah. But, yeah. What, what, talk about the weirdest memo you've ever gotten in your life from your boss. Oh, yeah. With all the <laughs> things he's telling you to bring. Yeah. Snorkel, yeah. rubber-soled shoes... <laughs> Uh, uh, bathing suit, toothbrush, yeah. toothbrush, toothbrush. Hey, I'm so cute. <laughs> she followed up. So they, brush their teeth <laughs> after they robbed the bank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she is. She, I think she really was laughing. That was like mm-hmm. a like a genuine. Uh, Jenna oh. Fisher was cracking up. Had yeah. to be. Had to be. It was sort of like the Franks and Beans thing later on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Frank and Beans. Frank and Beans. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't keep, and they, and because it's so genuine, that's one of the other great things about the show. They can leave stuff like that yeah. in the episodes mm-hmm. because they're just having that much fun to do it. Exactly. Because yeah. you ever seen the outtakes on this show? It's so. hilarious. It's, it's pretty much the show. It kind of, yeah, yeah, it kind of is. It's such, you know. Yeah. I think that's such a great way to foreshadow the whole episode, not just with you know Michael doing the. Bo Banley thing and interjecting, but mm-hmm. Jim and Pam being Jim and Pam, yeah, mm-hmm. and all the tension that follows. Is, it was a great. Great writing there. Great for yeah foreshadowing yeah. to a degree because they really are yeah they really were a team at the start there against old Twigged. Well, yeah. and we're about sixteen episodes in uh, to the show overall, and the writers really have a handle on the voices they want these characters to have at this point. I mean, from Kelly finally developing purely into who we know her to be, to yeah. Jim and Pam having not only that close interpersonal relationship that mm-hmm. we could assume is a couple. A coupling mm-hmm. than to still have those moments like we talked about that quiet moment out on the on the balcony mm-hmm. of the boat mm-hmm. where they're they're not ready to progress to something else. She still has the boyfriend. He still isn't ready to, to be truthful about his feelings. I mean, there's a lot that not uh, that they're not ready to do yet. No, it so, is so so it, it makes it more natural. They don't force the issue. 
Yeah, so exactly. Much. So they do keep, I mean, it's 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 convenient for them because they can keep you guessing, keep you waiting to the next like, will they or won't they? Will they or won't they? It's mm-hmm. a great thing, but at the same time, it takes a while to get up to that kind of level of where he actually builds up the courage to just tell her flat out, listen, like I have to tell you, yeah, and right. that's just the way it goes. But you're right on the character development, and even Mer- Meredith is fully nailed right now. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, with her g- yeah. hooking up with Captain Jack, I yeah, mean, that's exactly drink. who she's going to yeah. be. She already broke her uh, her drinking her, her pledge drinking during the week. She's drinking <laughs> on a weeknight. Yeah. So the second Michael says booze cruise, she's the one that's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's the only one on board. And, out, and, outright, and, and Angela's right there to look at her uh, judgingly, give her a scowl, and, and, and so she's just looking down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, they've nailed those. I think Daryl is still, you know, we still got a long way to go with Daryl because he's still now, just generic office worker at this point. Generic office worker, and they have to sort of still separate him from the rest of the warehouse. But he was included for the last couple of episodes now. Yeah. So not just so just him and Roy are in there. They don't bring anybody else. But there are at least a couple of warehouse workers that they're bringing into the main. That's true. Office shenanigans. Like you know, <laughs> they'll bring Madge up. To a certain point. Yeah, right. And uh, Patrice O'Neill, of course. Yes. And uh, did, I mean, would he have become a bit, I wonder if he would have become a bigger character had he not passed away. I like to think so. Mm. I mean, he's such a good actor and, and so, such a funny comedian. Yeah. That would have been great to see. It would have, but would have been, maybe it would have been too much. They have so many characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It would have been tough. Daryl does have that perfect line of, wouldn't the sales be the sales? The sales? sales? The oh. <laughs> And so Michael good. just doesn't get it and yeah. just says, Yeah, shit, Daryl. <laughs> Salesmen make the sales. Makes fun of him. We're talking about my boat analogy or <laughs> you know, whatever he says. <laughs> it's so great. That whole that whole scene is just even him putting on that hat, mm-hmm. it's such a I love it how it's a smaller captain's hat than the one Rob Riggle has. Yep. So it kind of mm-hmm. further goes to show how Still makes him a bit of a lesser character. He is a know. lesser of the captains. Yeah. He's the captain of Dungeon. Tries, though. I love the enthusiasm, and I, me- I mentioned it before, but that line, I'm your party captain, too. <laughs> <laughs> love the energy he puts into that read. It's so oh, good. Oh, yeah, and the dancing. <laughs> oh, man. What was with the flapping the in the dancing? Flapping of the knees. <laughs> is that, that's Corel. That is all All Corel. That's yeah. like something out of, like, old Germany or something. Exactly. It was uh, <laughs> Those <laughs> Oktoberfest dances, that's uh-huh. all I can think of. <laughs> like from like, European vacation. Or like from like the chicken dance or some <laughs> shit. Yo, you oh, know? he was all in his... Oh, and those little just moves that he does that are just... How people kept straight faces enough, uh-huh. I'll never know. That had to they be one of those didn't. things. That might have been take 28. It had to be shot yeah. with a lot of angles so that they were managed to find, oh, okay, okay, this shot doesn't have anyone smiling. We could take this one. Take this <laughs> right. one. Because they're supposed to just be sitting there like just mouth mouths agape. Yeah. You know, like... And the furnace and Titanic. <laughs> oh and man! His love of Titanic is just well. It. And I love Jim with the wait. Are you are, are you thinking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was another sure great Jim and Pam moment yeah. too, because I think they were both taking a jab at him. Yeah, they yeah. sure got the team up again. I think you're thinking of the Hunt for Red October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you remember they were down there in the, the in their <laughs> ethnic song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, that that might be warehouse. Oh, and just. <laughs> The, just the base racism that jumps Ooh. in. Ooh. And Daryl uh, with the, what? <laughs> I love when the uh, Brenda starts writing something down and Michael was like, 
wait, he, he was at a crossroads there. Like, wait, I can yeah, either make wait. this not happen, but wait, I, I'm going to own up to this. Okay. Yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah like that he, was, there was some leadership right there, like yeah. owning up to something. That's that true. Was yeah. pretty genuine. So, yeah, when, when, when somebody else points out his, his faults, he, he's, he is quick on the uh, on a dime to pull back and be like, yeah. oh, nope, nope, no, nope, nope, yeah. nope, sorry. <laughs> you know, and kind of dips it like, oh, wait, I shouldn't. That's not what I meant. What I meant was this, yeah. you know. Too I'm almost surprised he didn't fight harder on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But well, he, he's he's not he's not Todd Packard, you know. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he let his Todd Packer side come out there and well, be offensive. And he's just such an interesting character because he 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 wants everything to be seen in his context. Yeah. You know, like nothing is exactly what he says initially. It's about what he means it to mean. And we see that right. at the end with the boat sinking analogy where he didn't expect people to respond right away. He thought even though he was saying the boat is sinking, they would sit and listen to his story. Because obviously he was just that's trying to he... grab attention. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it, when they got to the end of the story, they would understand that, no, the boat was not really sinking, but now they're inspired to be a better worker. Right. <laughs> if they had just waited. Yeah. He <laughs> wouldn't be all wet now. Yeah. This is about choices. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he he just lives in, once again. He lives in a whole another world. He thinks this is Gilligan's Island for God's sakes when they're right, going on yeah. the boat. I love how he, you know, Pam is Marianne, Jim and Katie are Professor and Ginger. Kelly and, is the native. Is the native. <laughs> they come from neighboring. <laughs> oh, he's not sure oh. where. And, you know. <laughs> Angela is old Mrs. Howell. Uh huh. Lovey. <laughs> Stanley's one of the globe trotters. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for Michael though because he he's so lonely. Like he yeah. has a very lonely life, so yeah. he is fighting so hard. Like with uh, when Pam and Roy set the date, or I guess Roy set the date, um, he was saying, "I'll walk you down the aisle, or I'll yeah. give you away." Yeah. Or, <laughs> just wants to be involved he's just so, so badly. He's fighting so he hard is. to like inter- like inject himself into people's lives. Yeah, yes. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a nice little um, preview of how he's going to act at Phyllis's wedding. I think mm-hmm. coming up because he's going to try to be involved in everything. Yeah. yeah. And he would have given Phyllis away if he could, you know, he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Until that sneaky son of a bitch, Albert, got out of his chair or his wheelchair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that her dad? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Who's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. He doesn't care. It's all about him. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's unfair. It's, it's always unfair. about Michael. Un- exactly. But the poor guy, and, and this whole episode is him just basically in a power struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, and that's what we get here is he, he thought he was going to walk onto this boat and he was going to be a captain. He yes. was going to be guiding them through this process all night long. And when he realizes that the boat actually has a captain, he's fighting it every step of the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's good to see because you, you got those moments like later after Roy proposes with the, did I inspire you? Yeah. No, it was Captain Jack. Well, we were pretty much saying the same thing. Right, you know? right. See, he doesn't miss a beat. Just keeps going. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'll give you away, you know. <laughs> Always the course Always correction. Always has an answer to everything. Uh-huh. And I learned something in this episode that if you if you're seasick, you just have to look at the moon. Yeah. It, that makes a lot of sense but because ca- the moon yeah. doesn't move. So yeah, Right. Well, I mean, does it move? Does the moon move? It slowly. Slowly. So. Slow enough well, to, to us, Because the moon like vi- ro- yeah, you rotates around the earth, ro- but it takes a day. Right. So you can't really see it. So mm-hmm. it's a good, yeah. so you can just focus on something. Yeah. And Still. And right. don't take the prescription drug vomicillin, mm-hmm. obviously, because yeah. that'll make you Bad puke. stuff. That yeah. fart, that fart face. It's yeah. another good <laughs> moment where Brenda is just sort of disgusted by him with her. What's going on? Or what is she? So you say? thought she was disgusted? I thought she was concerned. Really? I, oh, that's, that's kind of how I read it. Like, I think oh, it was both. Wrong. Yeah, maybe. probably so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, who is this guy? Why is? 
I often wonder how does Michael still have this job, but yeah. I mean that that makes the show. I think is it does watching Michael just be I Michael and have fail upwards, keep having this job. No nope. one, no one in the real world would have this job and act like that. Yeah, it would get away no. with it. Yeah, no. it's, it's really been impressive how much he's able to do, and, and that this will last well into the later seasons. In mm-hmm. the Christmas episode in season seven, he's practically in blackface. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it never gets better. He's always willing to like make terrible choices. You yeah, know? We're always willing to, do up. to laugh yeah. at him too. Exactly. So, yeah. So. so that's the, that's the, and I, but I appreciate the buffoonery, even if it is, you know, even with the subtle inappropriateness. Well, and or, or overly inappropriateness. And, and this episode, it's really balanced by those last couple minutes. Like we talked about where he shows his heart, he shows his support for Jim. He shows just how much he cares about these characters mm-hmm. and wants them to achieve everything their heart desires. I mean, he really is trying to be a father figure. He is. He's trying to be a leader. You yeah. Know? I wonder what drove him to actually be genuine. Like what, what drove Jim to actually open up to him and what caused, I guess that's yeah. what caused Michael to be actual, uh, an actual leader at that moment. But I, I just wonder, like, what, what, what in Jim made him want to say that to Michael? Like, did he well, was it just because he was outside and he was there? Or he's been open all episode. He you remember he tells turns to the camera and says, "You know what? I would save the reception." Yeah, yeah. he tells the he tells the crew, but he wasn't telling. He wasn't going to tell anybody else that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he had had. He explains it away in a couple episodes um, that he had a couple drinks and, yeah. you know, he, he was he just broken up with Katie and he was kind of, you know, not I don't know. I can't remember the whole line, but I think it's just been a, such an emotional time and coming off the Christmas time, too. I think he was just kind of looking for anybody to talk. I think it was timing personally. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just happened to be there and he was just sort of yeah. fed up with the whole situation. And he had to say something. Exactly. And so he confided in the, worst, the world's worst confidant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just funny how, like, Michael's done all these idiotic things, but yeah. yet he still goes to him. It's yeah. Just, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't want to open up to Michael after that night. No, no. I, I, w- I wouldn't either. And it's, it, it's, I swear, that it's some voodoo on the show, how they're able just to, to, on a dime, switch from ludicrous buffoonery to endearing moments yeah mm-hmm. um another example is art school or uh, sorry uh, business school art yeah school. but with when pam has the gallery and she comes at the end and yeah. he, he becomes a father figure yeah we'll talk about the, that he's the we'll only one that, that showed up yeah exactly so that line where he turns and says you know i'm really proud of you yeah. i mean he just really for and they, they gotcha exactly mm-hmm. yeah so even with all the shit that happens before then and you you, you can think he's the biggest dumbass of the whole which, and I mean, we all we all have known those people who may not be the world's best conversationalist or may not be the best best person in certain settings, mm-hmm. but we know they have a, a heart that's true. Yeah, you know, and those are people in the real world, and they're not as cranked up to eleven as Michael is on a TV show, of right. course. But mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely something we can understand. Where someone who is truly flawed yeah. is still earning love and respect because of of how good a person they are right? or because of how much they show love for others. You right. know, I mean, it's, right. you know, these are obviously larger than life characters, but there's definitely tapping into things that we see in the real world, right. you know, which yeah. is cool. It is cool. That's why I think that's why we get sucked up enough to do a podcast about a show, mm-hmm. you know, totally. Yeah, like, I think all the characters are a very subtle exaggeration of people we know in real life too. Yeah, you know, sure. it's not, it's not people that would, like like I said, like Michael would be should be fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should not exactly. have that job. But right. 
I mean, it's it's really interesting how each of these characters are, like we know these people, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but they're so they're just a s- couple of steps above, you know, the outla- the normal, uh, you know. They're, sli- they're just they're just more outlandish. Amped yeah, up. exactly. And it's really I really love how the writers uh, use that in the show. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be amped up even more, you know, in the coming seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of it kind of gets out, and a lot of people I think have a little bit of a problem with that because it kind of gets away. They feel like I think the characters become a bit of a caricature. It's more like cartoonish character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, you kind of which have maybe to, they do, but, but I think that happens in any comedy, any show. Where even you're if expanding, right. you know. And I'll tell you, even if they do, like, take someone like Kevin, for example, who's almost a ridiculous parody by, like, seasons seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And maybe he is, but that still means we had six seasons of a great Kevin. Yeah. So I, I, I can't complain that a character evolves sometimes into the ridiculous. Who no. cares? It's still a TV show. It's still fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it still leads to the, what is that dumbass scene where he's like, why use many words when few words do? You right. know, like, I mean, <laughs> right. which is ridiculous, right. but it's right. such a funny, stupid it is scene. Funny. Yeah. It's still funny. It still works. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It happens. But that, I think that happens in all comedies. Yeah. It happened in like Seinfeld. It happens in The Simpsons. Like any great comedy. Yeah. You know, it, it, I think eventually it gets more into the outlandish. Yeah. Which it's, is fine too. You know what? Yeah. You have that many episodes. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. But, it, but right now it's working. And, and that's one reason why this season and, and next season is going to feel very much the same well, like we yeah. are in a golden age for yes. this show yes. mm-hmm. where the characters are their most rich their most vibrant their most well-rounded yeah. they're not caricatures yet they're not cartoons yet so no. they're still identifiable with us I mean I can't tell you for how long I compared interactions that I'd had with people in my life with those that I had at Dunder Mifflin you know <laughs> whether it's the whoever was the the Pam in my life at that moment to whoever were the Michaels and the Dwights and the, yeah. the ancillary characters like an Oscar or a Phyllis you know yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. But got some trivia for us this week. I do have some trivia. I've got some quick hit trivia. Um, five questions. All right. Real quick. So whenever, just say the say the answer whenever yeah. you want to. It's all good. Whoever has a we don't need guess. we don't need those stinking buzzers. <laughs> uh, number one, which war did Captain Jack fight in? He 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 drove a, a he was a captain captain a PBC. desert desert storm you got it ah. nice very good, good. Golly, good that job. hard <laughs> 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 they sneak it in there uh, okay what airline did Dwight quote unquote fly for was it Pan Am Pan Am yeah yeah nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, in the cold open uh, what denomination of coin does Jim give Dwight to Get his stuff out of the vending machine. Denom- Wait, which what kind of coin? Oh, nickel. There you go. Yeah, it was nickel. Bag of nickels. <laughs> Sorry. Like denomination. I, sh- what? I shouldn't have used that word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, which motivational speaker did Michael incorporate into his own? Uh, Tony Robbins. To- I almost go. said Tory Robbins. Tory Rob. Tory. Tory Amos. <laughs> would have been a radically different speech. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been radically. <laughs> okay. Um, what movie featured a very important plot point of coal being shoveled into a furnace? Uh, t- Titanic. You got yeah. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And six, I'm calling this one to ponder. Okay. If your boss had told, you, had told you to bring a bathing suit, ski mask, toothbrush, and rubber sole shoes, what do you think would be the activity for that uh, particular uh, Some seminar? kind of, like, like, 
what did you know those American Ninja Warrior? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Like something like Whiplash. Yeah, like with a bunch of different challenges. Yeah. Something with yeah. an obstacle course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. it was either that or I'm just going to call HR. Yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> an HR letter. Yeah. Somebody like Michael. Yeah, I think I'm calling yeah, HR. I don't <laughs> think this is not appropriate. Am I, I going to stay overnight? Yeah. Why do I need a toothbrush? Yeah. Stanley was right, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, did Stanley bring... Was that his wife? Or was that his... Yeah, bring his wife? That was his yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah. Terry. Then, didn't he have a mistress? He does. He does later, later on. Yeah. But yeah, this I was, thought... It was the same wife who was in the Dundies. Yeah, Terry. Mm-hmm. 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 It was the same woman. I feel like he's had, like, several... He's had, no, because <laughs> he's had two women. Because he had Terry until yeah. he's got the mistress, like, at Jim and Pam's wedding. Right. Yeah, it comes maybe, on Okay, late. okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier that they, season, it's after when they he's get seen back. Yeah, yeah, it's after they get back is when, yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that's, well, right. that's, that's trivia. Final thoughts. Yeah. Well, final thoughts. Brittany, what'd you think? Uh, this episode, I think, was a really uh, good pivotal moment for a lot of characters, really. Uh, even though some didn't even, you know, Ryan was barely there. But mm-hmm, I yeah. think, you know, even he had some, some interesting moments. Like, he... You know, he had to study for a test, but he also needed to go to this mandatory thing. <laughs> and it's going to change. Who's going to change his life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Michael is being Michael to Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think this is a great one, and I love how tense it gets between Jim and Pam outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they do up. They do up the uh, tension mm-hmm. for sure. They really. I mean, you can imagine the fans sitting at home just being like, "Say something! Say something!" Mm-hmm. During those moments, you yeah. know, and they let it breathe, which is something that this show has had to struggle to do compared to something like The British Office. Is mm-hmm. let those moments breathe, mm-hmm. and this one really did because you could see that he was holding back. You could see her, if not realizing what was happening, knowing something was happening, you know, right, and knowing right. that she needed to move the conversation away from this, you know, That's right. Right. which. Yeah. Who hasn't been in some situation similar to that, you know, where there are unspoken things, where one of two people has to step up and say, okay, no, 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 let's, let's go get a drink, let's go step outside, let's go talk to so-and-so, to, yeah. to move it away from what could be an awkward moment. I mean, it's right. very cool. Yeah. Like, I, you see why this grabbed so, so many people so strongly mm-hmm. when it did. I think you know? so. Yeah. so. And you made a great point, Brian, that it was not set in the office itself. It was, uh, we got away from, we kind of took a vacation from the normal setting. Yeah. Yeah, I like how they've done that. They've kind of incorporated that in the last few, like, they, well, well, they went to Jim's, they had Jim's party. There's been a lot, yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple of There was Chili's, Mm -hmm, Jim's party. You know, but they, they've. You know, they kind of need to do that. So. Even the fight with the dojo, they have managed to get us out of the office semi, semi-regularly. semi But this was definitely the most confined of yeah. the... It was quick, and it was. It was. It's a very unique environment. Mm-hmm. You know, it was definitely a, a smart, interesting episode. I, I gotta wonder if the writers had done this. You know, if one of the writers had been on a corporate booze cruise. I wonder if they really did get a good deal on the booze cruise. (laughs) 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 And they just were like, well, let's just do our episode on on this one. They're uh, actually, yeah, in the wiki, I think, um, I want to say, it might have been BJ Novak. Somebody had gone on a booze cruise before and they they used it. They they definitely used it. So you'll notice on a lot of those episodes, like somebody had done something and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll use that as a 
uh, yeah. as a background or as a which you know consultants scenario. coming in going out on team building exercises oh, you know yeah. exploring the interests and hobbies of a single worker these are things that a lot of office workers are familiar with you I, know I'm, I'm familiar with these excursions yeah you know, I've never gotten to do a booze cruise so yeah, Michael's I, my boy I'd love that guy right. <laughs> go on, I'll go on a booze cruise yeah, <laughs> yeah. even if it's in January in Lake Wall and Palm Pack I don't care <laughs> this, any, any more final thoughts uh Stellar episode, um, just great moments. Like I, it's who, who would have ever thought Michael could actually become a motivational figure by the end of this? Yeah. And I think watching this for the 85th time or whatever it was, it really hit home for me. Like, oh, he becomes the that's his. Mm-hmm. He becomes motivational for Jim. Yeah. Oh my God, how did I never get that before? And but he really does. And yeah, it's nice to see their their sort of back and forth and. You know, it's not the most laughy episode, but there's some oh. great there's some great moments, and they don't really need it. They really um, they they've been willing to yeah. risk it not being a, a, a knee slappingly funny episode to be a character development episode. Yeah, like yeah. who doesn't walk away from something like this having intense feelings for some of these characters? You yeah. know, even if you weren't cracking up the whole time. Right, it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's, it's a great. You don't episode. have to rely on the jokes and the buffoonery. Yeah, yeah. They've gotten us no. with they, past but episodes. They still managed to include it. So yeah. yeah, as long as you're following the episodes, um, you get just as much out of it as you would if you got a bunch of jokes that were funny. Oh yeah, and that's one of the reasons I was so late to get to the show is because I would turn it on TV and I hadn't watched any of it. Which and, and this I'd missed out on so much, so I didn't watch it. And this was another one where you did sort of have to see previous episodes. Mm. You really needed to know these characters yeah. a little bit to really appreciate this. Yeah, one. but you wouldn't know who you know Katie was, mm-hmm. or or that there was Jim and Pam, you know, tension building up. Exactly, you don't get as much out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, yeah, great episode, great episode. Yeah, I echo all you guys. You know, I mean, and, and anyone who's ever you know had a had a crush on someone understands that sort of sense of wanting to like say something, hold back right. that you see Jim going through. You know, and it's it's cool because we can you know anyone who's just above a few years old can relate to these kind of situations. Mm-hmm. And I, don't I think it's unre- really I don't know if unrequited love is the correct term, but sort of just non-verbalized. Right. Yeah, non-verbalized. Because you know? I think Jim and Pam are already Jim and Pam. Yeah, just mm-hmm. nothing was. Said yeah, exactly. About there was no labels on it because yeah. they they're really not that different. Whenever no. they do become official, they're they like do. I said, I thought they were together. Exactly. Oh, yeah. so it's and they do a good job of mm-hmm. keeping that same back and forth, that playfulness. That they really, it's very few TV couples feel as organic as they mm-hmm. do. You yeah. know, which is cool. Yeah, yeah so. they're the number one TV couple for sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd say so. I mean, I, I don't. So. You know, I like. Um, you know, I don't. Have a maybe, joke. maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe after they get together, they're not, you know, it doesn't quite have the same, um, I don't know. But, but they are still. It's not as, in, in, it's, uh, it's not as. The, well, the, the will there, won't they, is always exciting. Yeah, yeah. So is. once they get together, it's kind of like, well, now what? Now, you, <laughs> now we've talked about that. It's yeah. got to be different. But it's but we also different. couldn't have seven seasons of that either. No. That would have, we, that would have never held us. This that would get boring. Oh, my God. That would be. The fact that we got through. Horrible. We got three full seasons with them like that is pretty impressive. It was. You know? mm-hmm. so. It was. Good times. Well, all right. Well, uh, I think that's it for another episode. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Great job. Good times. Thank you. Come back and hang out with us again in season three. Absolutely. I'll be here. Oh yeah, you got anything to promote coming up? Oh, um, this one will this one will be on time. You don't have anything to promote coming up? Not currently. No. All right. 
Mm-hmm. This one will be out in time for the Nude Art Show, so okay. you guys can come out and see me hosting uh, two nights of the Nude Art Show, uh, March 30th and 31st. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to come see my recurring show with friend of the show, Laura Cook, at the Starlight Lounge. Star- at the Starlight, not the Starlight Lounge. This is the Starlight. The Beehive Lounge is Laura's other awesome show. There you go. With um, this month, friend of the show, Ian Mall will be on. Nice. Along with uh, friend of the show, Lacey Hunt. Cool. Our uh, first repeat guest. So, yes. So they'll be on this uh, February 22nd, so go see them. Yeah. Come see us the 16th of February, or actually, I think this one will be out tomorrow, so actually, yeah, the yeah. 16th of February this Friday. <laughs> and then again next month, March 16th, we've got all sorts of fun comics coming. Awesome. And if uh, any of that was confusing, just come find me on Facebook. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for watching the People Persons Paper Podcast. Brian, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Enjoyed it. Brittany, thanks again. Thank you. Great job. On behalf of my co-host, Brian Sittler, and our guest, Brittany Daniels, my name is Hilton Price. And next week, the smell of bacon in the morning. Mm. Channel four and a half. Probably still covered in glitter.